and ask you to do the thing that only a God can do in our situation. Thank you for it, Lord. We believe it. We receive it. We thank you for it in advance. Go ahead and praise the Lord for it right now. Worship him. Thank him in advance. Come on. Come on. We talked about glorifying God. We talked about glorifying God. You don't wait till it's over. You glorify him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we glorify you, Lord. We magnify you. We honor you in advance. We do what our father Abraham did. We glorify you. We praise you being strong in faith, knowing that everything that you have promised, you are able to perform it. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. Come on, say this with me. Heavenly Father, your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask you in faith without wavering and that you would give it liberally without fault finding. I ask now for that wisdom and I believe that I receive it. And I say with my Lord Jesus that it must be about my father's business. Thank you for giving me your insight into my kingdom success. In Jesus' name, I pray expecting, amen. Now say this with me, I'm a believer of the word of God. I am an epistle of the spirit of God. I am a disciple of my man of God. I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life, hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just want to acknowledge those of you that are watching with us on Facebook and on YouTube, please. All the information is there for you to connect with our social media venues. We'd like for you to do that just so that you can, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Just so that you can uh, experience the difference of destiny on an ongoing basis. That's what this is all about. And um, we have been in a series. We have been in a series on faith. And um, I know that you'll be blessed as we shift the series. We're continuing on, but there is a kind of a part B to it. And um, so you'll hear some of that today. Amen. All right. So again, um, we're, we're talking about experiencing increase through faith, experiencing increase through faith. You know, we've been um, this is part two of this two part series. Um, but, you know, it's a Pastor David part. You know, Pastor David part is different than other people's parts, right? Um, and so we took some time to drill deep into unleashing the increase of faith because we wanted you to, to really grasp the fact that um, you're better when you're living a life seeking God's promises in a situation, in situations even when they haven't, even when the answer haven't manifested. Like, you know, you're in a situation, you're, you have a health complication. You're a better person when you're saying, I'm believing God to heal me than when you're a person that just says, well, whatever happens is going to happen. If you're in a relationship and things haven't turned around yet, you are a better you if you are trusting God to turn things around. If you just say, well, just, <laughs> I was going to say to hell with it, but that's probably too 
too, too harsh for some ears, but some people, you're better if you're believing God to turn things around. You're better, right? So even if the thing hasn't manifested, you are increased because you are believing God than you are when you haven't even trusted him in your situations, all right? And so I'm going to prove to you today that a person who is still believing is better than a person who stopped somewhere along the line and gave up on the promise of God. All right. And so, um, you know, we don't believe prosperity because we got money. We get money because we believe prosperity. Right. So I like to say it this way, let God be true. Every, every man be a liar. By his stripes, I'm healed, even if my body says something different. All right? Because God, either Jesus gave the sacrifice that made everything possible, or he didn't. But if he did, then it was all in there. I, the same time that he, he, he caused me to be born again, he also called me to, to be delivered from sin. He caused me to be delivered from sickness. When he caused me to be delivered from sin and sickness, he also caused me to be delivered from poverty. All of those things happen at the same time. All right? Now, I may still be in the midst of everything that he died for coming to pass in my situation, but I'm better if I'm standing in faith than I am if I just say, well, I don't know. It's just I'm better. I'm a better person. I'm a better me. In Philippians 3, 12 through 15, this is not our main stuff, but I want to just share this with you. Paul said, not that I have already obtained or already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold onto the promise that God has for me. Then he says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says, as many as are mature, they should have that kind of mind. A, a person who is spiritually mature recognizes they don't have it all, but they're pressing to get it all. And that's what Paul said. As great as his ministry was with all of the stuff he did, he just recognized he didn't have everything in play and he was still believing. All right. And then, um, well, Pastor David, what if it never manifests? Well, Hebrews 11, 39 and 40 says it this way, that there were people who died in faith, not having obtained the promise, but they were still fully persuaded. And then it goes on to say that they without us could not be made perfect. You might be releasing faith and then your grandchildren inherit it. I'm certainly glad that there were people who believed and sung the song, we shall overcome one day. I'm living a better life because somebody believed for something that they didn't walk in. Am I right? And I'm certainly glad that Martin Luther King Jr. said, that Martin Luther King Jr. said that uh, we may, I may not get there with you, but we're going to get to the promised land. I'm so glad that somebody believed for something and was willing to risk their life for it. So when it's my turn to put some points on the board for future generations, then I'm going to do my time too. I'm going to have somebody else do all of the hard work and then it becomes my time to help another generation go forward, and then I'm going to be all lazy because I'm living good. So that's what I mean when I say that uh, unleashing, when we unleash the faith that, um, that you're already better if you're, if, you are in, if you're truly in faith. Even if your situation isn't better, you're better, but things get better because you do. All right? 
But now we're going to shift to this thing where, okay, now I know how faith works, Pastor David. I know all of those things. Now I want to understand um, how can I now turn the thing that you taught me about faith, walking in hope and faith and the ABCs to specific areas of my life. All right. So we're going to talk about experiencing increase through faith in the area of your family, in the area of your finances, in the area of healing and deliverance. And then um, I'm going to be pressing you about ministry breakthrough and growth. And then we're going to talk some about end times living, right? That's some of my Tuesday series, but I want to tie it because you're going to have to, you're not going to be able to get out of trouble by accident. If you're gonna if you're gonna get the things that God has for you, you're gonna have to walk in it on purpose. Like you know, in my house, by my house, we got big trees. You know, if one of those trees fall down, um, it's gonna be like a lot of damage. So when the wind is really blowing hard, we tell the trees, you if you're gonna fall, fall that way, not this way. Now see, Jesus talked to trees. Jesus talked to trees. I talked to them too. I just tell them, if you got to go down, I got a whole forest behind my house. You can fall. You can fall there to your heart's content. But the house is off limits. <laughs> okay, what am I saying, Pastor David? I'm saying that if you're going to walk in end times deliverance, it's going to be on purpose. It's not going to be by accident. I mean, there's too many crazy people and crazy things going on. You know, um, I have to go to work and then think through what happens if an active shooter comes in today. There was a day I didn't have to think about that, but now when I fire somebody, I got to think. Yeah, your pastor fire people, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, he do. Mm -hmm. and, but now I got to think different than I used to think. I could just say, well, it, it is what it is. You know, it's not that day no more. I can't run away from my job. Still got to do the work, but I'm going to have to pray and make sure I get delivered because I still want to come home. All right. What I'm telling you is, what I'm telling you is that, um, hallelujah. Let me just work on this for one second. Praise the Lord. Better? Hallelujah. What I'm telling you is, is that if you're going to walk in the thing that God has for you, it's going to be on purpose, not by accident. You're not going to get lucky in the heaven. <laughs> you're, going, you're going to be there because you intended to be there. You did everything that was necessary to be there, right? All right. And so those are the things we're going to talk through. All right. So four objectives here um, for this series. Uh, this part of the series, Experiencing Increase Through Faith. Number one, to challenge you to apply the force of faith to problems, promises, situations, and complications, believing God for manifestation, even beyond your imagination and expectation. Like, like you can ask God for a promise, and he can do everything he promised, and then take, you ever play, you know, you're playing cards, they say, I'll meet you, and then I'll raise you. So God can hit everything you promise and then raise it to the next level and do stuff you haven't even dreamed about. All right. Number two, to illuminate power keys and principles that I've learned in my own life and seen in the life of my mentors and spiritual leaders. We talked about that. That's, that's review. Objective three, to embolden you, because I want you bold, to release your faith for the illogical, inconceivable, and what is naturally impossible 
such that God is free to move in amazing ways to bring his purpose to pass in your situation. Number four is a new one, um, and there's a specific nuance to it. It says to highlight nuances of applying faith, the faith process in various areas for maximum destiny fulfillment. In different areas of faith, it's all in the word of God, but there is little differences that you just got to understand about them. Okay. Um, let me give you an example. Unforgiveness will mess up your healing. Now, I'm not telling you, the Bible doesn't say if uh, a person who's sick is in sin. The word doesn't say that. But James says, if he has committed sin, that will be forgiven, which leads to a possibility that there might be sin issues that you might need to deal with. All right? So what I'm saying is that's a nuance. You can be doing all the other things, be confessing, by stripes I'm healed, by stripes I'm healed, and he's telling you forgive, you know, Brother String Bean. And you over here saying, I'm not going to deal with him by his stripes I'm healed. And God, those two things is tied together. That's all I'm saying. There's nuances that you got to work through, right? Um, as I was thinking about this one, right, some of us have relational things that we had to deal with. And then the Lord told me, you know, I'm just, I can use my own example because I'm me. So, so Lady Nedra had to wait for me to get through being double-minded before I would ask her to marry me. Right? Now, she could have manipulated it, but she had to really just wait on God. And she had to wait on Pastor David. And the Lord told her, what did I tell you? Just calm down. He's going to be all right. Every once in a while, brothers, it comes back around. You remember all them times you made? Yes, honey, that was then. This is now. Every once in a while, it does. It comes back around. You understand what I'm saying? But, but sometimes we have things like this because it was a relational promise. It took two to tango. So if both of us didn't get an agreement, it couldn't happen, even though she was clearly in faith. And sometimes we run in these kind of, see, that's a different nuance. You can't, you can't run that promise like it's all by itself. Okay? Does that make sense? Because relationship issues, it, those are more than you. You can be in all of the faith you want. You can use all the intercession you want. But you still need to have the other person finally get, get the memo. Does that make sense? Okay, so I can't run that like I can just, if I can use my faith to override your will, that's witchcraft. God won't even override your will. You get to heaven because you want to. Now, you can pray that he helps somebody be more willing, but he will not take their will from them. All right? So that's a nuance. As a pastor, I have to uh, wait for you to get in agreement with me for this church to grow. Now, I can send all of this stuff. I can put all of this stuff on social media. I can do all of that. But that is no substitute for the people that are already here believing, agreeing, and then reaching out and telling somebody and connecting them with you and then connecting them with our kingdom community. There is no substitute for that. 
So I can do all of this and then I can try to go around you doing social media and doing all of the things that makes it easier for me to get out. But that's not the same thing as you getting in agreement with me and getting somebody in your car and bringing them with you. So I have to, I, I can do all of this and be frustrated and I have. And I still got to sit and wait. I have to, I can't, you know, and then I can't come here fussing at you because that don't increase faith. Faith works by love. Do you see how I'm saying? Because there's nuances in different areas. Finances don't fall out of heaven. I know he said he'd open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, but how they, how they get from heaven to you doesn't just mean that it's cloudy with his chance of Benjamin's. You understand what I mean when I say that? <laughs> so people think that, but then they don't understand that there is favor processes. Like, like he may tell you to go back to school. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. God is trying to open the door for me, and I got to go back and be ordained all over again. And I felt some kind of way about it. I already got my sheepskin, bruh. But if this is an open door, I, since, since money don't fall out of heaven, since sometimes favor follows skill and wisdom, since sometimes people have to recognize you for doors to open for you, then I can't be all, well, just bumped him and then asking God. But he's trying to answer my prayer. The prayer I didn't pray. You understand what I mean? See, this is how we get stuff. You know, we pray this stuff and then we start to get these impressions and we like, that can't be God because it's not what I want. No, he's answering your prayer. All right. Here's another thing that'll mess with your financial harvest. And I'm just talking to you about nuances so that you can experience the increase. Right? You have an issue. You know, you sowing your seed and your house is locked, but then you and your brother are still beefing in the church. And then you think, because you and your family came to the altar. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm okay. All right, Holy Ghost. You think, because you and your family came to the offer and prayed and agreed together that you can be over here beefing with the brother that's over there, and then that's going to be okay. And Jesus said, if you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that your brother has an ought against you, stop, do not pass go, do not collect $200, go be reconciled with your brother, and then come back and bring your gift. So you could be messing up your own thing. Ain't nothing wrong with the altar. Well, I live right, baby. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not perfect, but I'm not playing neither. All right? But see, there's these nuances that you could be stepping over that you might be messing with your own harvest. Does that make sense? And so I want to make sure um, that, that you're not in a situation thinking you're waiting on God and God is still waiting on you. All right? Okay, so um, for our, our scripture for, for this series, um, this part of the series, uh, our core scripture is Psalm Chapter 45, 1B. I shared this one uh, in the beginning, Psalm 45, 1B. And it's a, it's a part, it's just a small part. And it says, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. My tongue 
is a pen. My tongue can write something. I can use my mouth to write a new future in my situation. I can call something and I can write things. I can write past the chapters that I've been in in my past. My tongue has a lot to do with my situation. My tongue has to do with my turnaround. If I keep talking in the past, I'm going to stay in the past that I'm talking about. I might have to change the direction of my tongue to get to a new direction in my future. All right? I just for review, I want to remind you of our eight prophetic impressions for 2018, right? Because this is, this is one of them, and I really have been building up to number six. But I want to remind you all of these because in experiencing increase in faith, I want all of these matter. Number one, we said that there is the grace is on Destiny Generation Church and its members and partners to be a lighthouse within our region, right? Let your light shine. Allow men to see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, right? We say God is raising us up as an embassy. Think about, you know, what happened during our Destiny Festival and when we had Hill Harper here, that God is raising us up, that people will come here and experience something, even through our Honor to Gift service. That was something that where God um, did something for us. Then number three, we talked about God is gracing you, the maturing aligned believer, to multiply. That's a big one, right? Right? Now, I don't know if you in faith for that, but your pastor is. Your pastor's praying long time, a lot of hours, over and over again for that to be so. All right? So that was number three. Then we talked about that prayers of intercession and spiritual warfare will be necessary to reap the harvest of souls. So we got to be praying, not just me praying, we praying. All right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then we talked about the fact that there was a cloud of glory and a cloud of darkness moving on the face of the earth. That you either run towards the glory or be swallowed up by the cloud of darkness. And we're seeing stuff like that. Man, is anybody, is it just me? Have you noticed how many kids are getting killed on their way to school? Y'all seeing that? I mean, come on. We got to pray over our young people. Listen, call their names out. Bind the devil. I taught you about your seat of authority. Use it. Don't just let that stuff slide. You see that stuff happening, kids? They on their way to school, man. That's happening way too much. Right? In this age of distracted driving. Okay, so... so Either we're going to run towards the glory on purpose or we're going to be swallowed up with the rest of the world. Listen, 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 listen. I call out your name. I try to hit every household. You know, we small enough in Jesus' name. I'm not planning to be here forever, but I can remember most of your names. And on some, on some regimen... I look out, if you gave me a sheet with your prayers on it, I done prayed about it. Certainly in every couple of weeks, I done looked through it. All right? We're going to have to do something. Why? Because I understand I have an authority that the devil has to recognize. 
That's why he says, I'm going to smite the shepherd and the sheep be scattered. So if I'm here, there's certain things he can't do to you because I'm here. Well, hold it. You got an authority too. There are certain things he can't do in your house until he binds the strong man of that house. And that strong man in your house is you, not me. Then you got to Paul said, not only am I praying for you, my church, he said, he said, y'all need to pray for me. Because if y'all ain't praying for me, listen, 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 your pastor has been going through. And I ain't mad at nobody. I'm not, I'm not even, this is not a guilt trip. I just want you to understand, is that serious? You think the devil plays mental games with you and then you see pastors commit suicide? No, there's a whole nother, there's a higher level devil that I'm dealing with. You understand what I'm saying? So I need your prayers. It's not, that's not just like a, oh, y'all just pray. For, no, no, I need your praying. I need you to, I need you to log some time like I'm logging time for your situation. All right. Um, number six, this was the one that, that I really wanted to get to. God is turning the page on the difficulty of your past season. That's a prophetic word. God is turning the page on the difficulty of your past season. Let it go. Now, nobody else can get you to let go of a past hurt but you. You say an ugly word in marriage, and it stays around like a 40-year mortgage. With a balloon note at the end. And every time you think you done paid it off, you got to refi and keep it going. All right? But you got to decide if you're going to agree when a prophetic word comes like this, God won't just make that word come on you. You got to choose to decide if you agree with it and will you turn the page and let it go. All right? It's over. Now use your tongue as the pen of a, write, a ready writer. Write. Use your tongue to write. Call to the destiny God has shown you. Call to the destiny. Call to it. I was feeling some kind of way about what's happening with the church. And so every once in a while, I call, I call Bishop Thompson, and um, we just had these conversations, right? I'm just talking to him. And he said to me, he said, David, I'm just moved that I need to tell you this. You know, when I only had X number of members, less than 100, I kept saying to myself, I got 1,000 members in me. He said, I didn't say it to everybody, but I said it to my wife. And she would say, go ahead, man of God. He called to it. It didn't just happen. He called to it. It wasn't an accident. He called to it. Well, hold it. You got some destiny in you to have it manifested. You got a call to it. Call to it. Call to it. Remember Mary and Zacharias. Will you speak doubt and delay, or will you agree with the salvation of our Lord? That's the one that I really want to deal with today. We'll deal with the other one, too. The other two just talked about being repentant. You can show those um, that God wants you at the altar of God. We are um, going to have a time of seeking assembly. Um, we are going to do some praying. I, I need fasting this week. I was supposed to, uh, media team, it's on me. Please forgive me. I was supposed to tell you that I wanted three days, Tuesday through Thursday, fasting um, these next few weeks. And then we got a date. I gave the date about the 
the, the, the prayer, praise, and prophecy, because I want us hot spiritually so that when these generals come in the house of God, they don't have to spend time plowing. We've already got the ground ready. They can just come drop the load. Right? I, I don't want to bring an A-list group of generals to an F troop. So I need us to be ready when these dudes come so that they don't have to feel like they got to plow through a bunch of unbelief in flesh. Right? So we're going to get ourselves ready just so that they can deposit and so we can hear what God's saying because this is the thing that we do and it'll help us to launch into 2019. Yeah, we're going to fast in 2019, but don't worry. I look around the room, ain't nobody look like they starving up in this piece. So you're going to be fine. We're going to have to fast this thing through. Listen, we're going to have to do this on purpose. We can go down. You don't have to do nothing if you're going with the stream of the world. But if you're going to go upstream, baby, you're going to have to work at it. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to life. And few be that find it. No, we're going to be the ones that find it. All right? And then eight, you're a hypocrite if you don't understand the signs of the times. Now, why did I want you to see all of these things? Because I want us to experience increase in all those areas. But it's specifically the ones about us turning the page on the difficulty of our past, turning the page with our tongue, closing a chapter, and then writing a new chapter with your own mouth. You can use your mouth and write a new chapter in your life. It's time for us to start calling to some stuff. Start saying, no, 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 no. I know we used to couldn't get along, but remember we couldn't, and then y'all laugh about it. Now, in your mind, you may be saying, I can't stand you right now, but don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it out. Just think it. And then, and then y'all laugh. Man, I remember we couldn't get along. <laughs> now, you might be looking at them all crazy, but don't say it. Don't say it. Why? Because you're using your tongue to write a new chapter. Authors turn the page all the time. It's time for you to turn the page. Yeah. There's some things that's happening, right? And sometimes... You, you can feel like you're between seed and harvest for way too long. Like your past won't let you go and your future won't let you in. But when God gives you a prophetic word that says, I'm turning the chapter, then you have to agree with it because your mouth can mess it up. All right? So um, I'm going to start sharing some things about Mary and Zacharias. Now, normally you would hear this kind of stuff in December, but Hallmark started in October. I know because my wife loved Hallmark. It did, didn't it? Brother Jonathan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hallmark, I'm like, man, we ain't even at Thanksgiving, and we're seeing all of the Christmas things. So, so I don't feel bad giving you some revelation that normally I would share with you in December. I'm just saying. All right. 
But if we start now, you can really have the Merry Christmas you desire in Jesus' name. All right, so let's look at Luke 1. T today I'm going to talk about Zacharias. Luke 1, we're going to read a lot in Luke 1, um, but these are good, good points, and you just got to see this. It says there was uh, Luke 1, 5 through 7, and then we're just going to read some, um, some pieces of this. There was in the days of Herod, the king of, Ju of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. They were righteous before God. So they didn't have no sin issues, according to the Bible. Walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. Now listen, your preacher can't say that, just so you and I are clear. But if the Bible calls them blameless, they really had it going on. They were holiness people. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. Zacharias and Elizabeth, they were the family of the forerunner, John the Baptist, but this is their, this is their before resume, before it happened. They were priests, descendants of Aaron and the Levites. They could trace their lineage all the way back to Aaron on both sides of the family, and the only dream that a priest would have is that he would raise up a son to stand in his room. Right? But now they have been trying and trying, trying and trying, trying and praying, praying and trying. And now they done got old. Now this must mess with your mind. Because this is the dude that people came to when they couldn't have babies, and he would pray for them, right? That's, that's what Eli did for Hannah, right? This was the person that they came to. So he has seen, because he is blameless, he has seen in his ministry miracles work where other people could have babies, and then he would go home and shoot blanks. All right? That's got to hurt. Mess with your mind. They were blameless but barren. They were children of God but childless. Right? I'm talking about experiencing increase through faith. Look at verse 8. So it was while he was serving as a priest before God in the division, in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot failed to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense. He was fulfilling his assignment of intercession, but the people was praying too. Just wanted to stick that one right in for good measure. He was praying, but they was praying too. He wasn't doing all of they praying for them. All right? He was bringing their petitions before God. That's what the incense represented. But they were praying with him about their own request. Don't make me do all your praying for you. Now look at verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. And the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. You got that? For your prayer is heard. That was his prayer that the angel came to answer. Angel didn't come to answer something God wanted to put on him. The angel came to answer his request. 
for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Hold it. But then God answered his prayer. He met him, but now he's about to raise it up to the next level. You won't just have a son that stands in your, in your room as a priest. He's going to usher in the very Lord Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Verse 15, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall neither drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. He's going to be anointed even from the womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him, the Lord, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and, and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So God met his request and he took it to the next level, right? He gave him a destiny generation. And then he told him what the destiny was and the special requirements that his son would have to walk in to experience the destiny that God had for him. All right? Now, this is God's man of faith and power. Right? This is Zacharias. This is the preacher. Your Bible called him a holy man of God. Not only was he faithful in church, but his wife and him were faithful at home. How do you think God's man of faith and power responded when an angel came to answer the prayer he prayed? Well, let's look at it. Verse 18. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. He says, I'm not a low-level angel. I got FaceTime with the Father. You better recognize. And was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings, good news, gospel. I came to bring you some good stuff. Why are you fighting me when I'm coming with your answer that you've been asking? But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Whew. What? Come on, Zach. Come on, man. What's wrong? What's wrong? Come on, you the guy that preached about Abraham and Sarah. Come on, Zach. You preached about Isaac and Rebecca. Come on, Zach. You preached about Jacob and Rachel. You preached about Elkanah and Hannah and Eli. Come on, man. I know you can believe this. You're the one that preached it. You don't need more, more scriptures. You know them all. It's not your Bible. That's not the problem. You're a walking Bible. That's the only way you can do the ministry that you did. You're not a rookie. But somewhere along the line, you stop believing. What happened? What happened? Where along the line that did you go from being hopeful to hopeless? Where did you get to the point where you stopped believing that God could do it for you? When did you give up on your faith? that your situation could turn around. 
I know you're still ministering to help other people, but when did you stop believing that God will do it in your situation? That's the question, Zach, man. Come on, man. What, what happened? Why, why did you stop believing that God could work? I know you still, I know you're still a man of faith because you couldn't be still doing the ministry and be blameless if you weren't. But somewhere you didn't you stopped believing that God could do it for you. So this goes to tell me that when I look at him versus Mary, that you could be a professional preacher, licensed and ordained with all your credentials and still not able to get the will of God manifested in the destiny in your own life because of your own personal faith, even though you operating excellently in ministry to other people. Here are eight key points from the life of Zacharias. Take this list down. You got your camera. Please get it out because I need to move fast. Number one, Zacharias was a faithful, was faithful, but at the time of God producing their prayer, he was faithless. He was a faithful man, but when it came time that God answered his prayer, by that time he had gotten faithless. Two, Gabriel came to answer his singular prayer for a son, but somewhere along the line, he got out of faith with his own praying. He said, your prayer, that one prayer that you've been praying, that one consistent prayer, I have come to answer it. And when the answer came, he had, by the time the answer came, he had stopped believing. Number three, prophetic words have a season of sowing, interceding, and manifestation. God said, this fulfillment would happen in its own time. Might, maybe, maybe possibly the thing you believe in for, it's not that you had done something wrong. It just wasn't time yet. But when God announces a shift in a prophetic season, you don't look at the weather outside to decide has the season changed. He couldn't look at his body when the angel came and said, this is the season for your answer. He was supposed to say, of course it is, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Number four, the power of the seed must yield to the principle of the season. He has sown good prayer seed. It just wasn't time yet. That's why the scripture says, don't be weary in well-doing, but you shall reap in due season if you faint not. Number five, what do you do when you pray for something? Now, let's go on to the next one. Daniel 10 and 1 says, where the message was true. There was a man, Belteshazzar, go on to the next part. The message was true, but the time appointed was long. Ah, this is our problem. That's the issue. The message is true, but it took longer than I anticipated for it to manifest in my situation. It wasn't nothing wrong with the message. Wasn't nothing wrong with the promise. Wasn't nothing wrong with his prayer. He was a man of faith. It just took longer than he anticipated for God to come to a situation. We, we say it, but we don't believe it. He may not come when you want him. No, you don't believe he's always on time. You think he late. Don't front me. Don't front me. You don't think he's on time. No, you, you say that. You sing it. May not come when you want him, but he's, no, you don't believe he's always on time. 
We like Zacharias. We believe he late. <laughs> See, I, come on now. Your pastor trying to help you. We think God late. So when he answers something that is really tied to purpose, that needs the synchronization of time and destiny and purpose and potential, we done gave up now. Right? So then we do what this thing is, number six. It says, don't adjust your theology to accommodate a tragedy. Don't adjust what you believe about God to say, well, um, we didn't have children when we was young, so it must be because God must not want us to have children. Now, see, then you've adjusted what you're believing because then, see, this is why this is why Mary was better than Zacharias, because she had the increase of faith. She could believe when he was doubting, even though he was the professional preacher. Why? Because he had, he had accommodated his situation in his mind, and he had changed his belief about God to the point when God came to answer, he didn't even believe God no more. So seven, sometimes preachers, preachers develop their faith for ministry, more than their faith for their own personal life. The sign of that is that they cannot receive things personally that they can help others receive through their ministry. Now listen, y'all. All you preachers in the room, that's a very big deal. Your pastor has really helped you. I can't, that's why I keep telling you, I can't spend all my time praying for your situations and not dealing with the stuff in my own home. Because preachers that do that, then they, they got great ministries and their homes are jacked. And I don't want to, listen, listen, I'm not going to lose my abundant life trying to help you get yours. And I'm not even mad at you. I want you to have it. I pray for it. I, I mean, I'm really praying. Your, your pastor really putting down for God to turn situations around. But I can't do that for you and then not get it for me. All right? Finally, number eight. Now, this is an important point. This one's really important, so you got to grab this one. If you believe the prophetic word of your man of God and the, and the prophetic thing that I gave you about it's time to change the season, then you have to believe this one. Angels are here to assist you in your season of manifestation, but you have to say the right things to empower them. Angels are here to help you. Just because you cannot see them doesn't mean they cannot see you. You may not see them, but they see you. You may not hear them, but they are listening to you. And if you are saying things, that go against them, the will of God coming to pass in your situation, you are hindering your angels moving on your behalf. You know, it's one of the most profound things that Pastor Shaw shared with us when he was here. He told us something, Apostle has shared this with us before, previously, that there are angels of prosperity. But what you say determines how they work in your situation. 
every time I try to, to get them to refinance my loan, they won't. That's not helping your angel. You didn't help him there. You didn't help him. You did not help him. Father, I believe that when I call to chase Wells Fargo, whoever else got it, that you're going to put me through to the person that wants to help me in Jesus' name. Now, see, now your angel got something he can work with. Remember I was telling y'all I was ziplining, and I, I, I was quoting Psalm 91. He gives his angel zips. I'm zipping down the line. Over the jungle. It was jungle. It was rainforest down there. It was jungle. I'm zipping over there saying, he gives his angels charge over me. They keep me, lest I dash my foot against a jungle. I mean a stone. <laughs> now, if that wire broke, I wanted my angel to have something to work with. It was clear that, that Zacharias' words were going to hinder manifestation, so the angel shut his mouth. When I was a kid, we used to play this game called Simon Says. You know Simon Says. Christian, do you ever play Simon Says? Okay. So Simon Says jump, and then you jump, and then somebody says stop jumping, and you keep jumping because Simon didn't tell you to stop, right? Okay. Well, angels don't play Simon Says because I never know who Simon was, just so we clear about it. Angels play Jesus Says. And if you put Jesus' words in your mouth, then they'll do something. But when you say something else, they're like, I don't know why he wants that. But there are demonic angels that will respond to those other negative words. Because by your words, you're justified, and by your words, you're condemned. So you are either empowering angelic assistance or demonic resistance. So you need to be able to call to the thing that God wants to move in your situation. Psalm 103 and 20 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, do his word, heeding the voice of his word. All right? Now, um, look at Luke 1, and then we're going to read 21 through 22. All right? Pastor going to cut a little deep on this one, so I'm telling you before. I'm, I'm calling my shot. Okay, Luke Chapter 1, 21 through 22. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. God said to me, look at me, put, put, put me on the screen, uh, media. God said to me, one of the reasons why there's all these small holiness churches because people get used to staying in church too long, and then when they leave out, they can't tell people on the outside the vision of the church that they have on the inside. And because of that, their churches are barren. They can't grow, right? I don't want us to be a religious church where we use church as a pacifier. I want you to... So, so that's why we have crisp, clean, efficient services. Now, I believe there's times we need to wait on God. 
But some people in here, because they don't want to do something when they leave on the outside, they come in here um, not to get strengthening. They come in here to get significance. I'm important because I'm the head, honcho, chief usher, brother doodad. But then when they leave the church, they can't do nothing. Brother doodad, when he leave the doke, is brother do nothing. All right? So stayed too long, couldn't tell them the vision. That'll keep the church from growing. We will be barren. If all we do is come in here and just stay in church and play with one another, and we leave here and can't talk about the vision that God gave us to raise up a light that changes the city and our region. Does that make sense? So I need you, when it's time to leave, you don't leave the salt in the salt shaker. It only helps when we let the salt get out, right? It don't, it don't change the flavor if all it is is salt in a salt shaker, all right? All right, that's your pastor. Help me. Um, I'm going to skip the Nehemiah scripture screen team, but look at Luke chapter 1, 23 through 25. I just, wanted, I just want you to know that even though Zach kind of messed it up and I gave him a hard time, God hooked the brother up. So even if you found yourself in this, God has given you this time to get it right. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife, Elizabeth, conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, The Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Well, praise the Lord. God showed mercy to them. Remember, we said it in Romans 10 and 11, that whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Come on, stand up. Did you get something out of this? Listen, you have to open your mouth and turn the page in your situation. I wish I could do it for you. Listen, I got my own chapters that need to turn. I can't turn your chapter for you. I got to turn mine, man. It is that serious. Woo. I got things that's happening to me here at work. I got a lot of situations, a lot of moving parts. Now, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, but I can't get in your mouth and say it for you. There, there is an angel assigned to your house, but there's an angel assigned to this church. Now, that church angel listened to me. But he's working with the one at your house, and you got to have that brother working. And you got to open your mouth to do it. I was reading the scripture. I was reading um, the scripture when Isaac, when Abraham sent a servant to find a wife for the son Isaac. He told the servant, God's going to send an angel before you. I read that. And the scripture says that that servant went, found Rebecca, and then when he found Rebecca, they took him to the house and he was about to eat. And he said, I can't eat until I tell you the mission that I've been sent here on. 
And then the Lord reminded me in the, one of the Gospels, I think it's Luke, where Jesus, the, the apostles asked Jesus to increase their faith. He said, which of you having a servant who's been serving in the field, let the servant eat first? No, you tell him you can't eat until he has served you. So I said, Lord, I am putting my faith out that you're going to find, you're going to cause the right man to cross the path of my daughter. And that there's an angel out there working to bring them two together in Jesus' name. Now, it ain't, I don't, she ain't, she ain't nothing happening right now, but I'm putting it out there. I'm trying to get it out in front. I'm not going to wait and react. <laughs> we let the devil get the jump on us, right? Then we on the rebound. So I'm just saying before he get his stuff in there, I'm putting my stuff out in front. But I'm putting some words out there that can help have some angels work on them. And I found me some scriptures to stand on. That's what you need to be doing in your situations. But believe that God, believe. Angels will help your marriage. Angel came and told Joseph, man, you can marry Mary. <laughs> Not the group. <laughs> you, you can marry. You can marry her. Yeah, you can marry her. An angel told him he was gonna mess it up. Angel got in the middle, helped him out. You gotta believe angels is. Listen, there's angels that'll work on your healing. And angels are better surgeon than the mother doctors. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're angels of healing. You know there's new knees in heaven? Did you know that? There's new knees. There are new knees in heaven. I'm just talking about the Holy Ghost. I'm just, don't, don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm just talking about the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's new knees in heaven. Yeah, he can give them back to you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. All of the all of the parts, all of the stuff that's in and out, he can he can put it in, take it out. Yes, he can. Pastor gonna preach to you, and she's gonna talk to you about how she got healed and she got healed in her bathtub. Wasn't no surgery, wasn't no anesthetic. He just handled it. And the doctor noted it. It was a documented medical miracle. Yeah, heaven's got what you need. That's what I that's all I want you to grasp. And you don't even have to know how to work it. All you got to know is to say the right thing. I just need you to say the right thing. That's all I need you to do. When it's the right season, all you got to do is say it. You don't have to make it happen. You just have to make it welcome. Man. Brother Jonathan, that was very profound. This is the best day of my life. That's very profound. The psalmist said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, yeah, that's word for that, baby. Call to it. Call to it. No matter how bad yesterday was, this is the best. This is it. This is my, I'm living my best life right now. All I got to do is call to it. Keep telling myself, Lord, this is the day healing miracles gonna break out in destiny generation. But now he did not he didn't provoke me. I, I he didn't provoke me. This is my Sunday because 
I'm waiting. Listen, 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 listen. Your pastor is looking for the day when healing miracles break out. That's why I'm going to be taking some videos with the media team of before and afters. Because some people ain't going to believe it. And I, it must not have really been. It must not have. It, no, 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 no. Here's the picture of the before. This, this is, this is you, you see what I'm saying? You know, I just, I just, I want us to have something where people can say, no, 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 no. We really, we believe God up in here. I'm not so bold to say this. I'm not bold to say it because I got strength. I don't even know. It's not me. But I believe that God's word is supernatural. I believe that God can change times and seasons. I believe, I believe that he'll do it for us. I'm tired of people. There's people, if they didn't get a miracle, they would still be all right. They got enough money. They got enough resources. But then the people that really need it, I don't want to get their hopes up. No, then the people that need to get their hope up so that their faith can manifest in their situation, they need God to move. So I'm not scared to say it. I don't have no reputation. I don't care what people think about me. I know that God moves when a man of God is willing to say it boldly out of his mouth. So I'm just going to say it. God has an amazing plan for our lives. He put his plan together before the world began. And in his plan, there are seasons and times when God moves. I believe now is in one of those seasons. And we're calling to it together. So often people try to get their act together before coming to the Lord. The reality is, is that you can't get your act together, and that's why you need to come to the Lord. So while all heads are bowed, eyes are closed, believers are praying. You love to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life so that you can benefit from this amazing plan. I'd love to lead you through the process. It's very, very simple. You just simply believe that Jesus came, that he died, that he rose again just for you, and ask him, to be the Lord, which means to be the ruler of your life. If that's you, with your heads bowed, eyes closed, you just show me that by raising your hand in Jesus' name. See your hand. Hallelujah. Amen. See your hand. Thank you. You put your hand down. Well, maybe um, second appeal is maybe you're a believer, but you've allowed hurts, hindrances, and habits to give you away. Or, you know, you saw yourself in Zacharias. And I'm going to tell you, I'm preaching this, but Zacharias... Why can I preach this one so passionate? Because I've been him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I'm not talking down to you. This is this is me I'm talking about. I, I understand this man. I understand the psychology that happens when you're a preacher and you praying for other people and your house is not going the way you want it to go. I understand that. That's why that one ministers so much to me. So if the Lord really dealt with you, you saw yourself in this, and you're saying, Lord, I saw myself in this, but I am committing from this point forward that I am turning my own chapter in the destiny of my life because I'm going to be in agreement with you, believing that angels are going to assist me. If that's you, raise your hand. I just want you to raise your hand. I always like to give you something to do so that you can do something that 
Amen. I see hands all over. Yes, yeah, you can put your hand down. Amen. I see your hands. Thank you, thank you. The third um, appeal to you is maybe you are a believer, but you're also setting your faith to receive this empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I know we're talking about that, that and we do it a lot of times, and sometimes people come into situations like that, and there's more teaching and stuff, but I just want you to keep setting your faith. If you believe that there's more to this experience, we're just setting our faith, and listen, listen, it's not on us, it's not even on you, it's not on me, it's on God. You know, but we always want to be a place where people on purpose release their faith for the supernatural of God. That's all we are. We are a place where we believe God with you for the supernatural. Some churches say the supernatural has died. Your pastor doesn't. We, we stand in faith with you for the supernatural. That's you. You believe in God to receive the full empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's called baptism with the Holy Spirit. And Speak in other tongues. Just show me that by raising your hand, Jesus. Finally, finally, and this is also for those of you that are watching with us online. I believe that Destiny Generation Church is an amazing kingdom community that we are sent here in the city of Flint to raise up a light of spiritual, social, and economic empowerment that will bring transformation to our whole region. Man, that's very audacious, Pastor David. Why can you be so audacious? Because Jesus came from a place that was known for death called Nazareth. And he, the scripture says that the people that sat in darkness saw a great light. And his ministry brought transformation to that region. It was never the same again because he had been there. That's you. You want to get information about um, membership in Destiny Generation Church. Show me that by raising your hand. And then I will talk with you after the service in Jesus' name. All right, come on, saints, let's pray together. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I come to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe God raised you from the dead just for me. Thank you for receiving me into your royal family. Heavenly Father, I ask you, in accordance with your word, as your child, to fill me with the precious gift of your Holy Spirit. I fully expect to speak with other tongues as your spirit gives me utterance. Heavenly Father, I believe that you are turning the page on the difficulty of my past season. I let it go. Now I choose to use my tongue as a pen in the hand of a ready writer. I choose to write. I choose to call to the destiny that you have for me. I believe that you are commissioning angels to move on your word, on your promise in my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, praise the Lord right there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Saints, you can be seated, seated. For those of you that are watching with us online, thank you again for being here and experiencing the difference of destiny. Information is available to you on the screen that allows you to help others experience the difference of destiny. I'm believing God that he's raising up destiny partners that will sow um, to help us to, to spread this word 
um, to the uttermost parts of the earth. I believe that God has given us a unique insight and a way to make the word real and relevant, practical, relatable, and achievable. Not too high, but stretching you so that you can achieve a destiny, but definitely reachable in your own life. Also, there are people here that desire to sow into me as a man of God. There's information on your screen that allows you to do that as well. Amen. Um, whatever God moves on your heart, we receive it. And we consider you a destiny partner. Your love, your thoughts, your prayers, and your seeds of support are really a blessing to us. And I just want you to know we really appreciate you in doing that. Now, just... Uh, all the information that you need there to connect with us on social media is there. And so please, please do that. Help others to experience the word that you've heard. We just want people to be blessed, to experience a difference of destiny. We consider you a partner that are helping us to spread the word in your world, in your circle of influence. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I think we um, just want to make sure that you know that this Tuesday we are not having um, um, Bible study because it's our voting day in Jesus name so please please take the time that it takes to vote um, for people that uh, of my own uh, persuasion and uh, ethnicity people have died for me to have the right to vote and uh, I believe you should exercise that right so I'm encouraging you to do it I believe that there's a lot going on in our country and we need to make sure that this Tuesday our voice is heard, all right? So please take the time, take the time to study. Information is available online so that you can understand the candidates and don't skip the judges in Jesus' name. Please don't skip the judges, all right? Um, that's that. And then show our next announcement. Please mark your calendars, Destiny Generation and those that are online. Please mark your calendars November 30th through December 2nd. We want you to be here. We have the real A-list generals coming. And so you'll see uh, Bishop Gideon Thompson Friday night, uh, the 30th at 7 p.m. on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Bishop Thompson and then Bishop C. Milton Branham uh, will be our speakers Saturday night um, at 6 p.m. Dr. Marty Barclay. Then our Sunday morning speaker will be Bishop Thompson. And then our Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. will be uh, Bishop C. Milton Brennan. This is an amazing group of speakers. You will want to clear um, your calendar to be here. Come ready to receive, you know, and then uh, we're going to challenge you to come ready to receive from their grace to sow a seed. Please bring, bring a gift. Right? It's just royal protocol to honor the gifts of this magnitude and believe that as you sow your seed, that some measure of their grace is being imparted into your life. Amen? All right. Um, our prayer, praise, and prophecy service is on November the 16th. That's a Friday night at 7 p.m. We're going to be in prayer and intercession. And remember, saints, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, please put some time of intercession praying for our conference, but we're going to all come together at that time and pray together that Friday night. Amen. I think we also are having Men of Destiny, Men of Destiny prayer this, this Saturday, um, 9 to 11 a.m. Please uh, be here. Uh, brothers, you're welcome. Come one, come all, come near, come far. Um, for 9 to 11 on Saturday morning. It's a great time. It's a great time of intimate interaction where we as men come together 
and bare our hearts to each other and to the Lord so that God can strengthen us to fulfill our assignments. This is a great time, and it's really good, good time that we have together. And we also have a great word for you as well. I think that's all of our announcements. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God for each and every one of you that are watching with us online. We're going to go on into our communion service, but I'll see you next week. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, come on, let's... Uh...